Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. And hello. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso Radio, bringing you a special edition with a special guest. Uh, Danielle is here to talk to us from Professional Diversity Network, and we've got some great information for those who are currently job seeking or potentially job seeking. It's all a cycle. It's cyclical. You may not be doing it right now, but always good to know what's new to talk to a professional like Danielle to give you some tips and tricks because you always want to stand out in the crowd. So, And we want our Technology Express listeners to be on the forefront of these type of great tips and uh, tricks. So with that said, let me say hello, Danielle. Hello, Jasmine. Hello. It's so good to be here. Well, we are so happy to have you, and you are a wealth of information, so I'm really awesome. looking forward to this. Yes, yes. So let's just start out. Why don't you tell um, our audience your background? Well, I am Danielle Simmons. As you mentioned, I am the Director of Events for the Professional Diversity Network. I have been with the company for just about 10 years now, and we host various events from career fairs to power networking events to summits to online recruiting events. So we have a lot of different career and recruiting opportunities and events that we host for companies and professionals, just like your listeners. Well, awesome. Excellent. Yes. Professional Diversity Network, it's, it's full service. So we're going to talk about career fairs, but people really need to, to visit the website that's pro, P-R-O-D-I-V-N-E-T. Um, visit the, the website as we're speaking, and I want to invite our listeners to, if you have some questions for us, we're here to answer questions as well. Um, so first of all, you can, if you're calling in, you press one, and then you'll be in our caller queue, and our sound engineer, Javon Grant, will uh, get you queued up to speak with us. Uh, and then secondly, we also have the chat room open uh, right here on the Blog Talk website. So look for the tab where it says chat, go in there, and again, Javon will greet you, and you can type in your question, and we'll read it and, and get you answers today. So that's what today is all about. So. Talk to us about the Professional Diversity Network. Well, tell us a little bit about that. So I like to describe the Professional Diversity Network like a bridge. On one side, you have companies that are looking to build a secure and diverse professional workforce. And then on the other side, you have professionals that are diverse in background, but they also have the skill set and looking for careers. So the Professional Diversity Network is that bridge that connects those two groups. 
And we do that through our online recruiting solutions as well as our, our career fairs and events. Well, excellent, excellent. And so, for example, we said we were going to talk about career fairs um, in particular. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about, give us what, what a, a career fair, how it's set up, what people can expect when they're walking into a, a professional diversity network. Well, I actually like that you said career fairs because that is what the Professional Diversity Network is all about. We provide careers, not jobs. We are, um, you know, that job fairs have a negative connotation with them because people not really looking for long-term employment, growing, you know, expanding their network and increasing their professional background. Professional Diversity Network focuses on the career and the professional advancement of those careers. And so at our careers, we, career fairs, we do have companies that are actively seeking employees. So they're not just collecting resumes. They're not just there to, to increase their numbers and fill any type of quotas. They're actually looking to hire active job seekers. Absolutely. And, you know, something else that, that I really, that resonates with me about the name Professional Diversity Network is the networking part. Exactly. That going to the job fair is about networking. So, Back to what you said, talk and, uh, and maybe expand upon, it's about networking, not just looking to get a job, not just Correct. looking for work. Correct. And and, and increasing your, your professional um, background as well. You know, and in today's society, it's all about who you know, and that applies in the job workplace as well. We um, have networking opportunities with the different companies. Maybe you're, you're coming in and your background is electrical engineer, and the company that you're speaking with at our career fairs may not have that position available, but they know someone who's looking for an electrical engineer. So you speaking with that company, networking with them, sharing your background, your skills, your, your, your interests, they're able to connect you with a company that actually can, can hire you or, or lead you in the right direction that you're looking for. Absolutely. And that, in a sense, is the, the purpose of networking. You want to make sure that you're building your network, expanding, making the right connections. Absolutely. A good a friend of ours, he is the president of uh, Atlanta BDPA chapter, always says, build a network, leverage a, leverage a network. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's about, you know, I, I want to emphasize it's about building over time, too, mm -hmm. is that, and, and that's why I think sometimes where the old job fear has got the negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've watched and read some of the blogs and, and the uh, Twitter, uh, the tweets that go on when, when you search on job fairs. And one of the thoughts was that it wasn't a successful experience if you didn't walk out with a job offer that day. Exactly. So talk to us about that and that type of attitude and mindset. Yes. So it doesn't happen necessarily on the spot. It, that, that success story always speaks to the preparation that the candidate has when they come to the career fair. Um, you know, the on-site hires, the on-site interviews, that really speaks to the candidate's preparation before they come on-site. But if you're not prepared in the sense that you don't know exactly what positions a company is, is hiring or that they're looking for and you're having general conversation, you're using the opportunity to network and get your face out there, your skill sets out there, you're able to get the connections for future touches. So when you get home, you can go and say, oh, yeah, I spoke with Jacqueline at Technology Expresso, and she mentioned that I should go talk to Danielle at the Professional Diversity Network. Well, then you're making that connection. You make you reach out to Danielle, and then I'm re able to connect with you and then refer you to who you need to go to. So it's not an immediate process, but it definitely helps, and it's an, another resource. 
for you to use on your, your professional journey. Absolutely. And and I think that there's some uh, important thing that we tie in, uh, because with uh, the organization BDPA, we often coach people mm-hmm. uh, about networking. And it's about, like you said, building genuine relationships. And those take place over time. So that's why even going to career fairs isn't about uh, waiting to the point where you need a job or, or you know, mm-hmm. it's your last resort, that, because that will come across. What you need to do is you need to be staying connected, staying in touch. One of the uh, tips, because we've been tweeting out some tips uh, through, if you're following, uh, please follow at P-R-O-D-I-V-N-E-T, um, because we've been tweeting out some tips in preparation for today's show. But one of the things is is to, um, as you're building that, that network, um, Talk to all the people that are there. Talk mm-hmm. to employers. Absolutely. Talk to other candidates. Absolutely. There's a lot of uh, resources there. Yes, it definitely is. And you never know where that next resource is going to take you to get you to where you're trying to go. You could be attending a career fair with the idea that you're going to find a position in electrical engineering, for example, but you're speaking with a company or even another candidate that's working at I don't know, maybe Target. And you would never think that Target would need an electrical engineer, but just through that conversation, you find out that they really do need someone with your skill set, and then you're, you're, that's another door that's being opened. So it's not the traditional in the sense that we're used to. The recruiting process has completely changed over the years, and so we need to be flexible and move along with that and, and empower, and like your radio program does, and give information to say that the process has changed and this is the new way to get the position that you want or to find a position that you're looking for. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, when you go to these events, and, and like you said, the other people that are there, um, one of the things that, and I get back to one of the tips we tweeted out, first you kind of get the size of your competition. Right, right. You get to, <laughs> you get to also meet some other like-minded people, and that's what, what networking is all about. It definitely is, and that's actually one of our, our cornerstones with the Professional Diversity Network. We have affinity groups that we work with. Um, there's a total of seven of them. And we provide professional networking opportunities for them to share in the professional development process. Um, our communities include the iHispano.com. Those are for Hispanic professionals. We have the Black Career Network for African American professionals. We have in the we have the Women's Career Channel, which is which Women's Career Channel, excuse me, .com for professional women. Militaries to Careers for Veterans. ProAble.net for our professionals with disabilities or pro-abilities, I like to say. And then we also have OutProNet.com, and that's for our LGBT professionals, as well as the Asian Career Network. So, excuse me, we have seven different affinity groups that we, we have at the Professional Diversity Network. All of them allow you to network within your own affinity, but then it also gives you an opportunity to network outside of that. And so that's that's the cornerstone of the Professional Diversity Network. We we provide networking opportunities to enhance your professional development. Absolutely. And see, audience, I told you that this is going to be a, a different conversation. So put it out your head. First of all, take it out of your vocabulary. This isn't about a job fair. This is about professional development um, with like-minded people, uh, people who like yourself. And, and, and the other emphasis, we talked about networking, the other part, uh, diversity. Mm-hmm. And, and so reaching out and understanding that there are unique 
uh, needs and conversations that are had among these groups. Um, and, you know, just also important because diversity is a very big word right now in the news for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. <laughs> but you guys were ahead of the game and, and already had it. it. It's right there embedded right there in the, the center of your name. And, uh, you know, it, it, I just look at your name, professional on the Correct. front end, network on the, the back end, and diversity right there right. in the center, so front and center. And you having these um, affinity groups. So that's just a, 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 a amazing thing. But, again, so people need to visit the website. It's P-R-O-D-I-V-N-E-T dot com. Um, and then right off of the main logo, you'll see the, the, the drop down for that information. So tell us why, you know, in your opinion in right now, like you said, diversity. Why is there the focus on diversity? Well, there's over 300 million Americans, okay? And of that 300 million Americans, over 100 million of them are um, affiliated with a diverse group, an ethnic group, a minority group. And so that's, um, we have like almost nearly 100 million American members within those groups. So that's one third of the U.S. total population, right? So as in the workplace, you know, we have the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. These minority groups are expected to make up 54% of the population. So they'll be the majority. And like you said, diversity is about uniqueness, the uniqueness of ideas, personalities, just the room that we're sitting in. We have a uniqueness on an, and diverse set of equipment that we're using to record the radio show. We have cameras and, and soundboards and microphones. All of those things work together to make the interview successful. And just like in the workplace, we need diversity to make things successful, to make the population, to make the United States, to make Americans successful. And so diversity is extremely important, and embracing that in the workplace, it really strengthens the foundations of the companies and organizations in the long-term growth. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that, this is a big uh, conversation, it especially really around STEM, mm -hmm. which, you know, Technology Expresso is, is the cornerstone of, of Technology Expresso. Uh, and as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't necessarily know why do we pick the name Expresso, because it comes with so many different colors and flavors. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and that's, that's, that's one of the things about, especially in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, is that the solutions that, that come out come out better, companies are better off. When you have people of diverse backgrounds with different perspectives, that's so important in the problem solving of today. And you want your company to reflect your consumers. And since now we have a global economy, just like back to your example, um, this radio show is being heard globally. Um, so, you know, we want to, you know, I think that um, the affinity groups that you listed it's just a, another way of just acknowledging that these different groups, um, we celebrate the different ideas. We want to bring those out, and we want to make sure that we, we, we kind of cross-pollinate so that we understand each other, appreciate each other. We can have our own unique conversations and also educate each other. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you think about, like you said, on a consumer level, you know, women have purchasing power at almost $15 trillion annually. You know, Hispanics have purchasing power at almost $1.3 billion annually. African Americans, $1.1 trillion. The LGBT segments, they have buying power of 
$830 billion. So it's like these diverse organizations and these diverse groups definitely are contributing to the consumer base, which means that we're all contributing across all levels, not just as consumers in the workplace, as well as in with STEM. I mean, we are being, we need to be represented in all areas because we are all diverse, unique, and that aids in the professional development in the workforce. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the, the one thing that um, to, to also be very clear about is that the Professional Diversity Network is about all Americans it is. getting all. jobs. We're looking for the best talent, matching them in places that they can be successful. So that's a win-win situation across the board. Exactly. And not, not just one group, not just minorities, not just majorities. Everyone. Diversity is including everyone. Exactly. Um, I, I, I love that about uh, Professional Diversity Network. And I, I just want to kind of also take a, a moment to talk about that we, Technology Expresso and Professional Diversity Network, we also have a, a, a special relationship as well, you know, because we're very excited about what you all are doing. So we're very excited, and, and we're going to be running some, some special programs. Yes. And people stay tuned because there's going to be a special announcement, especially for our D.C. participants. Yes, we're really excited. We're coming to D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's coming up on February 23rd. So just stay on the line, and, and we're going to give you more details. And at the same time, you can always go to Eventbrite. It's very important that you pre-register for these events. It, it helps them so the whole planning process, and, and there's going to be a special treat for you, too, when it comes to um, pre-registering. So you can go to Eventbrite, and we're going to talk about the, a couple of events um, on the, the calendar, not just Washington, D.C., but that one we do know is coming up on the, the 23rd. So you need to don't delay, do that as we speak. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to go ahead and multitask, uh, but stay tuned because we've got some more that we want to talk about with Danielle of the Professional Diversity Network. Um, the, one of the things, too, that you talked about your affinity groups, but you're also associated with the NAPW. Share with our audience what the NAPW is. Yes, so the National Association of Professional Women, that is NAPW, it is the largest organization for women here in the United States. We um, have over 800,000 women associated with the organization, and it is a powerfully vibrant networking community with women. And as you know, women make up the largest minority group and diverse group in the United States. So we're really, really excited about NAPW and the things that we're doing um, there. The mission of NAPW is to provide an exclusive, highly advanced networking forum to successful women, executives, professionals, and entrepreneurs where they can inspire, connect, and achieve. And we do that through our power networking events. We have career events like the career fairs. And then we also have our, our national summit. And our president, Star Jones, is very active in that organization. She's an awesome advocate for women in the political process and the workforce. So we're just really, really excited about NAPW and the things that they're doing. Absolutely. And and uh, I don't want to gloss over the fact, yes, she did say Star Jones. We're talking about <laughs> the Star Jones. The Star Jones, yes. <laughs> so, um, and that that is uh, really awesome, her, her support of the uh, NAPW and as well as, you know, 
you all do some um, events in conjunction with each other mm -hmm. as well as some separate events. But luckily, Washington, D.C. is one where you will get two for one. They <laughs> will. We will actually be on site hosting a career fair and a power networking event with star in attendance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we'll tell you about the NAPW registration, which that is separate, and we'll talk to you about, talk to you about the, the costs involved. But again, visit Eventbrite as, as we speak and get signed up with that. Now let's go back uh, to, as we continue talking about the career fair and the, the opportunities there. And one of the things, as we were talking about the diversity, the affinity group, um, just wanting people to know uh, what that all entails as well. And I talked about the relationship Technology Expresso has. And one of the things is that we specifically reach out to different groups that have been cultivating uh, minorities in the uh, different areas. I, I have already mentioned uh, BDPA. Another one is, is NSBE. I don't know if you have any others that, that. Yes, we do. I mean, and that's one of the things I really like about the Professional Diversity Network. You know, we have a, a really strong commitment to our strategic alliances and partnerships. Um, we work with a different associations and organizations to further strengthen our community reach and involvement to reach diverse job seekers and work with these organizations to continue to add sponsorships um, and partnerships. We are currently working with the NAACP. We're working with ALPHA, the Association of Latino Professionals for America. We work with Ebony, JET, the National Council of La Raza, NCLR. We work with the National Association of Hispanic Nurses and over 270 more organizations. So we, we really are combining the community with our efforts as well. Absolutely. And so I, I want to kind of put a, a, a call to action to other organizations. That there's other organizations out there that um, want to get affiliated with the Professional Diversity Network. You want to get on the mailing list so that you know when events are coming to your area. This is a service that you can provide to your members of your various organizations so that Correct. they know when these events are coming to town um, and be uh, a part of it. So always looking to, to grow that, and I know that there's a lot of great events out there. Um, and the, the other thing that, uh, again, talking about uh, some of the things that are emphasized by um, by the Professional uh, Diversity Network. That's a mouthful, so I'm going to start saying it. Yeah, that's what we do. We just say TDN, the Professional Diversity Network, TDN. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think they've got the name. I so think I'm so. With, with, with TDN. But uh, one of the things with, with PDN, too, is that the emphasis on technology. Yeah. There's a lot of jobs, careers in those, that area. So, of course, that's near and dear to technology. So maybe we we can talk about um, you know we want to let the the workforce know because we're always emphasizing that that's a big area job and so I know with your various employers they're looking for professionals across uh, the 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 spectrum but there is an emphasis on technology and careers in technology there definitely is and our our career fairs are actually named the professional and technology diversity career fairs. Because there are there's a very huge demand with the companies that participate with our fairs looking for employed and I'm sorry candidates with that background. So technology is definitely one of our our priorities as far as recruitment solutions that we provide, as well as the companies that are looking for candidates to hire. That is definitely a, just as diversity is a, a key buzzword. Technology is as well. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, so the, the next thing that I'd also like to talk about is people. Let's talk about the people and the preparation, because you said, okay. because there are some success stories, and I think a lot of people hang on that success story about they walk in, get an interview on the spot, or get registered mm-hmm. to, to do a face-to-face, and, um, and, and, and probably on those cases, like you said, where people are well-prepared, they're given a, a job offer. That can happen, Absolutely. but there's a lot of preparation that happens ahead of it. It is. It <laughs> is. So, um, of course, when you come to a career fair, you want to bring your resume. That's that's key. Um, a resume is just not something you're handing out to the employer or when you're registering with, with us, you hand to us as, as part of your registration. You need to look at your resume as a conversation piece. It's really a backup of what it is you're saying and a reference tool for the employer. So you definitely want to make sure that you bring your resume with you. And then you want to dress appropriately. You want to dress like you already have the job, not like you're like you want the job. You dress like as if you were actually showing up to work because that definitely speaks to to your your preparation. And then you want to make sure that you prepare your elevator pitch. I know a lot of times candidates will walk in on site and walk up to an employer and say, you know, they're excited. They say, hi, my name is Danielle. What positions do you have available? That is a very huge no, no. Do not ask that question. I have talked to several recruiters, several different companies, and that is not a question they necessarily like to ask because that means you didn't do your homework. So before you come to the career fair, and this is the most important thing you do, yes, prepare your resume, yes, make sure you're wearing the right thing, but you want to make sure that you go to the company's website. If there's 30 companies represented, you want to go to 30 different companies' websites. Find out the positions that they're hiring for, that you're qualified for. You want to go ahead and apply online for that position and then come to the career fair and you're having a completely different conversation. Your conversation is not what positions do you have. It then becomes, I applied for your electrical engineer position. I've had this many years of experience in in this field. Does my skill set complement the position that you're offering? That's a completely different conversation, and that impresses the employer. It opens up more com- more conversation with the employer, and those types of questions and that type of preparation leads to the online on-site interviews. It leads to scheduling inter- future interviews down the road. It leads to getting having the on-site hire, and I've seen firsthand how that's happened. So it's all about the preparation before you come to the career fair and not just showing up. Oh, great point, great point. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope everyone is listening because at the end of the day, again, like I said, your competition's in the room with you. Absolutely. So you want to be the one that stands out. So it's worth going above and beyond the, you know, the, the usual. So, um, but, but let me, I want to dissect some of the things, yes. the points that you said there. Let's go back to the, the resume um, and really tightening up your resume. Again, if you've done your homework and you've targeted uh, the particular positions that you're interested, making sure that it fits that. But you all have a tool. It's not just your Because yes. Sometimes you look and say, hey, I know, you know, it looks great to me. Mm-hmm. But what? But you have a tool. Talk about this special tool. Yes, we have a very special tool. And this is the most excited that I am about the resources we have at, at PDN um, because it really takes out a lot of the guesswork for for 
the candidate and the professional. And I speak with them as well when I'm on site at these events. And they're very frustrated. You know, they the process, and we're in the technology era, and so the process to apply for a position starts with applying online. And you have to do that. That's not going anywhere. Every company is mandated to um, every position that they have available. Every person has to have the opportunity to apply for it the same way. The way they do that is online. So if your resume looks good, you think it's your your it you know has all the right information in it, you apply for the job, and then you don't hear back from anybody. It means that your resume has scored a low score through that applicant tracking system. So when you apply online, every company has an applicant tracking software that scores your resume. The lower the score, that means you do not get called back. So you become a needle in the haystack almost. So what PDN does and the Professional Diversity Network does is we provide a software called Resonate. And Resonate allows your resume to be critiqued against the job that you're applying for so that it scores higher on the company's applicant tracking system, and that gets you the interview. So if your resume without Resonate is scoring at a three, you're not going to get called. With Resonate, your resume will score a 10, and you will get called. So that is a great, exciting resource that we provide through the Professional Diversity Network. I, that, I think that is um, that is so incredible because, you know, in the past, you've never gotten feedback in some cases. Absolutely. You just don't get the calls, and, and sometimes you don't know. And I, I've had candidates say that I don't know what I could be doing differently. Well, it's like their resume goes into a black hole and no one ever calls, no one ever sees it, no one ever acknowledges that you even apply for for the position. Absolutely. I hear those stories all the time. (laughs) And and, and what it is, and thanks again to technology, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that behind the scenes, they're running it through a program that is calculating and and what it's often looking for is those keywords, mm-hmm. those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, could be certification. Mm-hmm. I know that in technology, we have a lot of buzzwords, and we know if you know the buzzwords, if you're using them right, and just like you know any other language, what terms were in last year are not in this year. Exactly. So if you're not using the right terms, um, that could be a turnoff. So not only does your resume need to be up to date on the keywords, right. your conversation. You talked about when you walked up to them and you said, "Oh, I looked online mm-hmm. um, and and I saw this position. Mm-hmm. I am certified and blah blah." You know, you've got to use this in it. So as resume is not o- not only helping you improve your resume. It's going to help you improve your pitch, too. Absolutely, it does. It really does. And it it gives you – the great thing about the software is that it gives you real-time responses to how your resume is formatted, the words that are missing, and it it tells you exactly what to put, where, how to put it, so that your resume scores higher and you're increasing your visibility with the companies to get the interview. Absolutely. So, see, people thought this was just going to be the regular job. We're going to talk about the same old, same old. But right now, those who are listening, your competition does not know about Resonate. (laughs) And that we do have a free trial with Resonate, so there isn't a fee associated. I believe you get three to five um, chances to use the software to get your resume to the right appropriate score. I believe the lowest score is the seven that it tries to get you to. So definitely go to Resonate.com, upload your resume so that you can 
start the, today and, and get increase your chances for the interview. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, even if you're not actively uh, looking at this very moment, it's always good to get your resume updated. <laughs> always. You never know. And that's that's another great thing about the Professional Diversity Network because while you're networking, you never know what opportunities are going to present itself. And Star always likes to say, you know, I may not be looking, but I'm open to see what's out there. Ooh. And that's that's the power of networking. And you never know what's going to be out there when you're networking with the affinity group that we have in your personal life and your personal circle. So you want to make sure that you're always ready at all times. So make sure you go to Resonate.com and get your resume updated just to keep it up to date, um, you know, in real time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we know in the technology field especially, we experience uh, companies downsizing, upsizing, merging. So sometimes you're not looking, but sometimes you're pushed out you're there. You're pushed to look, yes. <laughs> so we have, we have that volatility in the, the technology uh, arena. So, you know, I, I caution everyone, and I also say, don't ever get too comfortable. You Absolutely. know, uh, e even here recently we heard about Macy's. Uh, I know a yeah. lot of people are in the technology oh, area. Yeah. So um, maybe, you know, they had some layoffs. And oftentimes, in my experience, you might have one round, and then before you know it, there's that next right. round. So don't dust off that resume, and the longer it's kind of you've been in one place, the the more you need something like resonate because you haven't been in the the um, mode of looking for a job, and it's changed. And I, like I said, the process has changed, and it's continuing to evolve like all the time. So it's it's really good to have. Have your resume up to date and with the keywords and everything that resonate will be able to help you with do that now and rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know the the, the next uh, key point that you you pointed out of do's and don'ts. You talked about dressing for success, dressing for um, you know the the job that that you want, uh, not like you're 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 still looking for the job. Um, and talk to you, you probably you probably have some uh, you're saying that from experience because <laughs> you've been to a lot of job fairs. So yeah, yes. what made you point that out? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen horror stories where I've personally, I mean, I and I take what I do very seriously. I I laugh, but I take what I do very seriously um, because I know that you know employment affects not just the individual, it affects families and it affects your self-esteem. I mean, it, it, it has a lot of domino effects to, to life in general. So um, I don't take lightly what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm, I'm very, very serious about what I do. And I had to pull um, a few people over over the course of the years um, in different cities. I've seen a lady come to a career fair with a red plastic cap that matched her red suit and her full-length fur coat that was in Chicago. I've seen people come with purple hair, like spiked purple hair to match their purple suit. I've seen people come with their children and go around to talk to different employers. These are types of things that you don't want to communicate as a first impression to an employer, um, especially the daycare issue thing. You know, they, they, they're a little bit more 
relax in their dress because they are dealing with smaller children and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, if you have child care issues, you know, at our fairs, I always assist, you know, you can leave your your child with us or with a friend while you go talk to the employer and then come back and let your friend go. Um, if, you know, if they're not, their hygiene isn't the greatest, I'll suggest, well, why don't you go to the restroom really quick, kind of just push yourself up very tactfully, you know, not to degrade or, or, or demean anyone. But you have to realize that if you're prepared and you come to the career fair prepared, this could be your interview. This could be the opportunity where they hire you. This could be the only opportunity that you have face-to-face with this with this company. And so you want to definitely put your first and best foot forward um, and, and project the correct image for the company. I mean, you can wear your plastic cap after you get hired. You can dye your hair purple after you get hired. But you want to make sure that you're, you're projecting the image that they feel will fit in with their company culture because it's not just about your skill set. You need to fit in with the company as a whole. So the, the dress to impress part is is definitely just as important as your resume and, and your elevator pitch. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things that, one of the ways I've also heard it said is that you just don't want to have any distractions. Again, Correct. I'm going to go back to this is a competitive market. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the type of jobs and the, the salaries, you want you want the top-notch salary, right? Right. So you've got to do the, the effort, the, the preparation. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I've seen, because I will say that the other value of belonging to great organizations like BDPA, um, those of you who know, uh, we, we often talk about the, the Black uh, Digital Professionals Association, and there's so many other LISA uh, for the Latino mm-hmm. um, and information systems and technology. These organizations, they have programs to help you with grooming and practicing your elevator pitch, um, help you with your personal branding. And they'll give you the same advice. Mm-hmm. So um, the, reason, the fact that you're hearing it more than once, it, it, people are, are telling you uh, from their experience that it can be a distraction. And you should never get too casual, too comfortable. You know, and I say to people, they should say, They'll say, well, what you look like shouldn't matter. But at the same time, when you go to the grocery <laughs> store, if everything on the shelf was sitting in a brown box, plain wrapper, <laughs> how appetizing is that? You know right, what I mean? right. You I, have, I have that conversation. It shouldn't matter that I have dreads or not. It shouldn't matter that. And some companies, it, it does not matter. But you have to, like you said, it's very highly competitive. You know, if you're applying for a position online and everybody has to have access to that, you know, back in the day, it used to be 50 applicants. Now it's 10,000 applicants for one particular job. And so the competition is definitely, there's a higher stake of competition. And you don't want there to be any distractions. You want them to focus on you, your professionalism, and your skill set, because at the end of the day, that should be what? is used to hire you. But if you're distracted by hair color, you're distracted by body odor, you're distracted by jeans and a T-shirt or a hat, unfortunately, that's just how it is now. There, It's, it's, it's going to put you in a different pool of applicants, and you don't want to be in that pool. You want to be in the pool that, yes, they impressed me, I know they'll do the job, and then you can go back to that after you get the job. But it's all about selling yourself and making sure that you're putting your best effort forward. 
Absolutely. And, 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 and that's, that's the key word. Because like you said, uh, you know, not even to hone in on a particular hairstyle. Yeah, There's absolutely. a lot of beautiful hair, hair textures, mm-hmm. hair styles, natural mm-hmm. hair that the person put the effort into it so that it came across professionally. Exactly. And that's what's the, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So not distracting from the, the diversity in any way you and I no, are absolutely. from a couple yes. of those different diverse backgrounds. So, you know, but it's just coming there, showing the effort, showing the forethought, doing some planning for these. And that's why we're giving you exactly. advance notice. February 23rd, Washington, D.C., um, the events in the Virginia Arlington area, so uh, those surrounding areas, come on out, uh, become a part of it. This is a, an awesome opportunity. So for those who are, are listening, um, I am talking with Danielle Simmons uh, of Professional Diversity Network, and we've shortened it to PDN, um, <laughs> and they are having a a plethora of events. They have a great website with some great tools. Please visit that at prodivnet.com. Um, and also there is the resonate.com, which allows you to score your resume. Um, and also a professional diversity network, you can connect with them via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and also you can run out to even Periscope and see Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked her before to, to do a little yes, intro. I was tricked. <laughs> but she is uh she she she's such a uh she's so willing to, to work with me and it's all for helping the, all these different communities that, that we're talking yes, about. We definitely want to bridge that gap of employment opportunity with professional talent. Absolutely. And um, and at these events, they'll get to meet you in person. Absolutely. I travel to every single event. <laughs> so, yes, you can definitely show up and say hi and make sure you, you, you stop by and say hi and, and stop by registration table and, and speak with every single employer that we will have on site. Because you never know where your opportunity will be. Absolutely. And mention to her, DC, I want you to mention to her that you heard her on Technology Expresso. So, you know, give us our props. Let her know that you, you heard about us because uh, we want to continue to our, our relationship and, and, and look forward to it. Because as a matter of fact, uh, in a month or so, uh, the Professional Diversity Network Career Fair will be in Atlanta. So yes, you'll see yay! us together, and we will be doing a show during the event. So uh, you guys can walk right up to the table and talk to us. But you can also talk to us today. We're, if you're on the line, if you dial in to 714-888-7506, you can press 1. Um, and if you just want to say hi to Danielle, you can do that. Uh, Javon or uh Studio engineers, she'll uh, get you queued up and uh, get your mic ready to talk to us. Or you can go to the chat room that is on the Blog Talk Radio uh, website. If you come in via the technologyexpresso.com link or the Urban STEM Radio link, you can go find the uh, chat room for our show, and you can leave us a question there as well. And, And it's not that way. Again, they're all across social media. They're on Twitter. You can send us a direct message. 
So there is a lot of ways to get in contact. No excuses. No excuses and no uh, simple questions. All questions welcome, ideas welcome. We are here to be a resource for you and on your professional journey. So please reach out and let us know how you're doing and what we can do to, to further help you in that in that process. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, we were, we, you talked about a, another very special group that is near and dear to us, which is ProABLE. Yes. And there is actually, it, it's not just the affinity group. Again, it just shows to how Professional Diversity Network is all about, uh, you know, helping to level the playing field. And you guys have a tool called Audio Eye. Would you talk to our audience about Audio Eye? Yes. Audio Eye is another amazing new resource that the, P, the Professional Diversity Network or PDN offers. We offer this to companies um, so that they're able to reach the 5 to 10% of the population who may have um, vision, hearing, motor, or intellectual disabilities, and it allows them to have access internet content. So with this software, it keeps the companies compliant with best practices and standards. So with Audio Eye, they're able to, to, like I said, reach out to this segment of the population who are just as skilled, just as diverse, just as qualified for, for the different positions that are available. And it just provides another resource to, to reach out to them. Absolutely. So again, another reason to, to visit the website, differentiator between PDN and other uh, uh, groups really out there uh, looking out for uh, everyone's best interest. Now, let's talk about, we've been talking about the upcoming event in D.C., and we've mentioned about them going to Eventbrite and registering. Why is it important to, to register? Well, when you register for the D.C. event and, and any of our events, what you're doing is you're putting your name and hopefully loading your resume um, so that we were able to contact you for special offers that we're having when we're in your areas with special events. But it also allows our, the companies that we work with to recruit from your skill set. So I know that, um, and again, PDN is a resource for candidates as well as companies, but our, our focus is really to, to build and help candidates on their professional development journey. So what we do is when you register and upload your resume, your information will go toward comp to companies that are looking specifically for candidates with your skill set. So if it's somebody, for example, that's looking for an electrical engineer and you register through our site and through our, our services, then they're able to recruit from your skill set and it gives you a lot more exposure than you just applying for a position like I mentioned, Target. If you just apply for Target, then you're only going to get exposure to Target. But uh, registering online through our services, you're able to get exposure to the many companies across the U.S. that we, we affiliated with and work with. Absolutely. Okay. So you heard it. Go ahead and get registered. doesn't cost you anything. There's no fee. Not and you're yet. on the mailing list. You'll, you'll um, then be... Uh, and we promise we won't inundate your emails with a bunch of junk mail. <laughs> we will only contact you if we're in the area to invite you to an event or to let you know about a special offer or a company will reach out to you and say that they found your information through our site and they want to come, you know, want you to come in for an interview. So we will no spam, no, no spam. spam. <laughs> 
Excellent, excellent. So why don't you then tell us about the upcoming events? We have some. We have the the upcoming one in February as well as March. Would you see what our Sure. So this year we have more than thirty career fairs, power networking events, and summits from LA to Atlanta to New York. So make sure you you go visit us online. You can find a listing of all those events at ProDivNet. That's P R O D I V N E T dot com forward slash events. That's forward slash, not backslash, right? Forward slash events for more information. But as you mentioned, we're going to be in the D.C. area on February 23rd. We're going to be in the Chicago area March 8th. We'll be in Atlanta, woohoo, Atlanta, March 21st. We're going to visit Pittsburgh on April 5th and Philadelphia on May 3rd. Those are just a few of the upcoming events we have. But, again, visit us online at prodivnet.com forward slash events, and you'll, you'll get a complete listing of all of our events for the year. Oh, excellent, excellent. So very excited about that, very excited about the uh, Atlanta event. Um, and as a matter of fact, I first uh, uh, encountered – uh, the Professional Diversity Network at our BDPA National Conference. Yes. Um, and once again, you all will be uh, hosting our career mm-hmm. fair. Uh, mm-hmm. And as a lot of people know, the BDPA Conference is in August here in Atlanta Woo-hoo. as well. So you guys will be here in August, and, and, and I mean, you'll be in Atlanta in March, and you'll be here again in August. So great, great opportunities. Now, uh, we do have someone in the chat room that uh, sent us a question. <laughs> awesome. Um, um, and, and this is one, um, they didn't give their name, but they did want to know, um, they are, have their, their resume and wanted to know, can they just have someone look at their resume? They're just kind of kicking the tires. So what what are your, your thoughts on that, the pros, the good, or the bad of that? So the, the good of that is, you know, it's always good to have somebody kind of review your resume to be someone from the outside looking in. You know, you want to make sure that your resume doesn't have any errors on it. You want to make sure that your resume is not too lengthy, but it's not too short as well. Um, and so in our offices, we don't necessarily provide a, a individual um, assessment of your resume, but what, like I mentioned earlier with Resonate, that tool is invaluable um, because it not only, it's, I like to say it's software speaking to software, so Resonate speaks to the software that the companies use to assess your resume, so it's, I can look at your resume and say, oh yeah, this is great, Danielle, you have all this experience and it's two pages and it's nicely formatted and it has nice bullets and everything. And then if you upload that resume in Resonate and you're applying for a position that the, the and that position and software that they're using for that position doesn't like bullets. You know, I told you put bullets on your resume, but the software is saying, no, we're going to kick that out. We're going to give you a low score for bullets. I've given you incorrect information. So I would say definitely go to Resonate, upload your resume, and it's it's definitely user-friendly. It doesn't require a lot. It tells you exactly what to do, how to do it, when to do it, all of that. Um, And it'll really allow you to to create a resume that's going to work for you in person as well as online. And that's ideally what you want. Oh, excellent, excellent point. And, again, 
Not in the past, a lot of people didn't have right. In the in the past, yeah, in the past, you would bring your resume to someone, they would look at it, and they would say, "Oh yeah, this is good." Add a bullet point here, add five bullet points there, bold this right here so it stands out, and then you do that, and then you go online to apply. Because again, don't forget, everybody has to apply for every position online, and that tracking system doesn't read bold print. It doesn't read bullet points, so it's not. If you can have all the key words in the right language, but because you have different grammatical issues on your resume that the software is not picking up, your resume won't even get read. So my suggestion is go to resume. That is the most invaluable tool that you can have for your resume critique. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for that question. we got a couple more questions coming in. So, um, and, and, you know, that's a great point because I've even had some um, conversation among uh, other professionals. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, a resume is a personal thing, and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Uh, some people I've seen who have recommended using different colors on their resume, red letters. Um, Remember so the linen paper? Like, make sure you use the linen paper so it sticks out. That doesn't even matter when you're applying online. Right. It doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I've had some people say, put your picture on it. Don't mm -hmm. put your picture on it. Um, just recently, uh, David, someone uh, came to him and asked him to look over their resume, and it was five pages long. Oh, and I think wow. the person had only been in the industry maybe four years. Oh, so no. we were a little, you know, so, you know, we you go back and forth with that. And so there there are some right and wrong do and don't, and and that's some of the the questions that are coming in. So first of all, resume can help you absolutely. So I, I think that that's important. Um, so here's here's a question. It says that you know, and this is again, some of these are, are college students, are millennials who are are out there. Some of them they're their first job. And are there some things that you have seen do's and don'ts of what people should and should not include on their resume? Um, well, I've seen resumes, like you mentioned, I've seen resumes that have been five pages. I've seen resumes that have been half pages. Um, the key for your resume is to include your experience. I mentioned earlier that resume is really a talking point. So, I mean, I guess the resume has, has two folds. You know, when you're applying online, it's communicating something different than if, it's than if you're in person with someone and you're, you're handing them a, a resume. Um, if you're a millennial, you're just starting out with your job search process and you're looking for internships or you're looking for an appointment, you definitely want to make sure that you're including your, your schooling and your GPA, that type of information on there. But you also want to make sure that you're emphasizing what's going to complement your skill set with the company because you want to complement the company. You don't want to be just a regular employee, you don't want to just say, oh, yeah, I can do the job. You want to make sure that you're an asset to the company, an asset to that job. So just really highlight your skills that are going to complement the position that you're actually applying for, not just generally. It needs mm -hmm. to be very specific. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and the, the, that's interesting because there was a, a follow-up question here. And one of the things that I, I want to um, emphasize, too, especially like you said, young people coming out of college, 
Um, and, and one of the things we always encourage, do do as many, a couple of different internships. Yes, absolutely. Just so that you can have things on there. But there's nothing wrong also with putting in your volunteer work, mm -hmm. uh, and that's why it's important to volunteer. It's important to uh, become a part of these different affiliations, um, the these professional affiliations. And we say be a part of a couple of them. You know, I've been dropping BDPA, but at the same time, uh, my husband's part of the PMI organization for project manager. I'm a part of the International Institute of Business Analysts. I'm also interested in Six Sigma. So I, I also go in my, those areas of specialty. Mm -hmm. um, even uh, if you're, there's, there's other uh, organizations. All that activity, that extracurricular too, shows that you are investing in yourself in your professional development. Absolutely. That is, that's important on your resume. And you talked about those words that complement that organization. You may not know or have their specific uh, tool or know their industry, but if you have things that show that you're reliable, that leadership. you're in leadership, mm -hmm. that you have attention to detail, mm -hmm. all of those are key things. And that can be demonstrated even through the volunteer work that you Absolutely. do. Your commitment to, to those types of things. So there, there's other areas that you can pull from. And I think a lot of young people struggle with that, and mm -hmm. they think it has to be a specific paid work. Mm -hmm. You know, volunteers work. Volunteers <laughs> is, is a lot of work because it shows that you're you're not even doing it for the paycheck. Exactly. It, it, it speaks to your character. And so that's very, I'm, I'm actually really glad you brought up the volunteer aspect because it does. It, it shows it's more of an intangible um, quality for people to put on their resume because it does show that you you, you care and you have you have character, you have leadership, you have initiative, and you're not just looking for a paycheck. So, I mean, that speaks volumes on a resume, especially when you're first starting out. Absolutely. Definitely. And one of the things that, that we also encourage, too, because with these various uh, organizations, nonprofit, whether it's your, your church, that type of thing, um, especially for people who are in the technology uh, arena, all of these organizations, they need websites, mm -hmm. they have database, they have mm -hmm. to manage members and, exactly. and that type of thing. They need reports and metrics. And so, um, you know, be specific in your, your uh, as you volunteer, some of your talents and capabilities that uh, leverage that, again, speak to and will uh, be reflected on your resume and catch employers' attention. Absolutely. My very first job, I started working when I was 15 years old. And I was very active with my church and there was a youth choir and just the youth programs there. And that was the only thing that I could put on my on my quote unquote resume at the time was my involvement with the church. But I mean there's so many different areas that you might not think matter when you're volunteering that really speak to your skill set. So definitely include that. Make sure you include that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, another thing that I, I, I have seen and, and want to, um, you know, kudos to some of the, the young people, too, is, again, with technology, uh, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs. Oh and it goodness. doesn't mean that they, yeah. that they had to make millions of money or, or that type of thing. But if you've built an app, mm -hmm. if you have built a website. Or help to build. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, speak to that and, um, you know, share that as well. Uh, on your, your resume. That all speaks to your, your character, your talent, your ability, and that you are uh, committed to that particular And committed area. to your professional development. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, here, here's another question that I want to get in. Now, first of all, I've, I've got to uh, tease Danielle here. She didn't think I could get an hour out of her. <laughs> I was concerned. Yes, I was. <laughs> oh, we should be getting heated up. I see, I see. Um, so let, let's go to just a couple of more of our, our questions, if, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely it. not. Um, so this question says, should a person um, focus on uh, on their resume, on being a generalist or a specialist? Do you have a feel for what employers say or the pros and cons of either? That's actually an amazing question, just so you know. <laughs> um, you know, there there was a point in time where, where companies were looking for very specific positions. So they were looking for an electrical engineer that knew and I'm not even in this field, so please excuse me. <laughs> they were looking for an electrical engineer that had Cisco training, but they also knew Six Sigma, and they also knew, like, they were very, very targeted in what they were looking for. Um, and then it's kind of gotten away from that recently here, where they're getting a little bit more general, where they're needing a program manager, not necessarily for a specific area, but a program manager just period. Um, so my suggestion would be to, um, as a candidate and a professional looking for a position, you want to go to the company website. You want to look at what the job description is actually saying, and then you want to customize your resume to fit that. And Resonate will help um, with that process, but you want to customize your resume to that particular job description. And I know that's a lot of work because if you find 15 positions that you really, really want to apply for, that means you could potentially have 15 different resumes. And I know that's a lot of work, but that it needs to be that way only because, again, the process is different now. They're looking for specific keywords. And if you leave one out or you have too much on there, it may communicate positively or negatively. So it, it really depends on the, the position that you're applying for, how specific you get or how general you are. That's excellent, excellent point. And, and again, thank you for uh, that question. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Now, the, you know, the one thing is it's interesting because um, I know some of these uh, questions are coming from young people. And, and this was a, a follow-up to a previous question, what to include on your resume, what to leave out. We talked about including, you know, some of your volunteer and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I had an actual intern, and it was a little bit tricky, but she wanted to include her, her church affiliation. Mm -hmm. And I didn't tell her no. I wanted her to use her own judgment. Mm -hmm. But it goes back, and I use that, that same line, is that you don't want anything to be distracting. Exactly. I think you could describe what you did and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen people where they just use initials and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, it's just something that you just don't want to be distracting. But that, that was one of the things along the lines of something that I saw, you know, to, to leave out. So, and, you know, when when in doubt, you know, you can ask people, and sometimes you need to ask people outside of your friends and family. Correct. But, um, you know, that that's the kind of rule of thumb is you don't want anything that's too distracting. You know, yeah, and, and you know, and I don't want people to, to you know, kind of gather from what the, the distracting word to discriminating because it's right. not. It's definitely the – 
you mean exactly what you said. You don't want it to be a distraction mm -hmm. because in the job application process and through this whole career professional development journey, you want to make sure that employers are focusing on your skill set and your character, and that's it. They don't. They shouldn't focus on the fact of where you worship. They shouldn't fact focus on the on the fact that you like to wear red fingernail polish or that you like to eat pizzas on Friday nights. They only need to focus on your professional experience and your skill set. And anything outside of that is a distraction, and it could sway either way. And you don't want that. You just want them to focus on your professional journey. So just include the pertinent information for your skill set and your professionalism and leave the, the other stuff kind of till later, till after you get the job. Right. <laughs> so it's not a distraction. Right. Absolutely. No right. distraction. Exactly. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's a type of being discretion and, and being discreet and, mm -hmm. and that type of thing. I, I love this next question. What's the worst mistake ever on a resume? <laughs> The worst mistake ever on a resume is to spell your name wrong, and yes, I've seen that, um, and not to have contact information. You want them to be able to contact you. So make sure that you don't have any spelling errors. Make sure your name is listed, your contact information is listed, um, and that you're really focusing, like again, I keep saying it, on your, your skill set and your professional background. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and I, I've had people come back and say, you know, you know, part of our registration process is that you just turn in your resume. That way, you don't have to stand in line and fill out this long, extraneous form. And um, I've had people come back and say, "Can I get my resume back? I noticed I left an E off of my name." And we're always like, "Okay, but you know, we have an office area over here. You can go over here, print out, make the adjustments, so you don't take that up to the employer." But yes, it's. Make sure there's no spelling errors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can agree that the spelling errors. And uh, you know, I, I have a, a real life example where uh, a lady and and I'm, I'm talking about like a 15 year veteran, and oh, she no. had some very impressive credentials, but she had spelled one of the key associations that for our industry, she oh. she she mixed it up, and then when one of the people in the room said. Now, you know, for example, if you, it's like, I know what IIBA is, but I don't know what BBIA is. And she says, oh, I had someone do my resume for me. Um, they must have just messed that up. Yeah, we don't want to say that. That was the end of the interview. And I'm yeah. like, you got the highest score on your CBAP certification. They, had, they wanted nothing because it just was like, you know, her, her answer, the fact that she had a cell room. Right. And then along those lines, because I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, I've, I've been a hiring manager for a long time, but um, if people who have other people, they outsource their mm -hmm. resume, mm -hmm. have immaculate, beautiful resumes, mm -hmm. but if I ask you a question about something on it and you cannot Speak to it. So right. I often say you've got to be as good as what's on that paper. Right. I mean, and that's that's the challenge that we're, you know, in this whole process today. You know, you can have so many people do your resume and add the right keywords so it comes up and your resume scores appropriately. But you need to go back and reread what's on there. You'd want to make sure that what's on there is truthful, that you can do what it actually says you can do, and that you have the background that it says you you have. And that's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we run into that as well. <laughs> uh, 
they, uh, the integrity is is what's at at stake at that point. So you make sure your resume is, has integrity. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Well, our, our listeners are, are, we're getting some great questions. So thank you everyone for, for the questions. And, and again, I, they're, they're all good ones. So I, I don't want to shortchange. <laughs> here's, here's one is uh, someone says that they've been told that their resume was too long and wordy, but how do I cut it down for efficiency? So in general, you want to make sure that your resume does not exceed two pages. You want to make sure that your experience doesn't exceed eight years. Um, I'm, you know, I, I've been in the event management process for oh my gosh, I don't want to say the number. I'm not that old. <laughs> um, a while. I've been for a while, and so a lot of the the my skills and uh, my background they overlap. So you don't need to necessarily list every single thing that you've ever done in your entire life and over the span of, of your, your career, but you do want to make sure that you're pointing out specific achievements that, you, that you've attained in the different positions. But make sure that it's condensed to two pages, um, and based on, you know, what Resonate says, <laughs> make sure you go to Resonate and put that in there. Based on what Resonate says, you really want to list out your achievements and focus on verb words like I cut 30% off of the budget by doing, implementing this process or this procedure. You want to kind of really focus on your achievements. You don't need to be wordy with that. I mean, you know, I've been in the business for 20 years and I've done this and I've gone here and I've done... That's that's good. They, you know, employers really want to see what you achieved, your leadership capabilities that you achieved on those different positions. So condense it to no more than two pages and don't go past eight years. Absolutely. You know, that's a good point is that you're really trying to list your achievements. It's kind yeah. of a bullet point. They're, they're even talking points. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a conversation piece. That's what your resume is. It's a conversation. That, that's an excellent way. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, you want to be able to expand upon it. And, and I've had that where everything was written in their resume. So then when I say at the interview, oh, so I see that you led a team mm -hmm. of 15. And, and uh, can you tell me about that? And all they really repeated was what Rip I just on the resume. Right, rest on the resume. That's not a conversation. <laughs> that's not a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things, talking about once you get the interview, that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Give me examples. Give exactly. me a story. Expand upon it. Mm -hmm. So be ready with your stories right. to support that resume. Because that's where I go back to something. I get the resume, and then I look at the person sitting and talking to me like, you are the same person. Right, right, <laughs> and right. And that excuse me that someone wrote your resume um, for you. And that's, I mean, it's really good. If you have a five-page resume, that's good. That's good because you have all of the stories, all the information you need for your, your interview. Condense it to two pages, and then that way, like you said, you can expound on the story of what your resume, the story the resume is telling. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you, know, I, 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 you know, for the young people, they might be able to relate to this. Um, make your bullet points like you're uh, typing a Twitter message. Oh, <laughs> 140 characters. Absolutely. I love it. My life has changed since I've had to congest. I mean, you have to oh, and, and you know what? And that's a really, really great point because 
like I mentioned earlier, you know, before you could have 50 applicants for one position, now you can have 10,000 for one position. And so it doesn't, the recruiters that are looking at your resume determining who gets the interview, they're really only looking at your resume. I heard a stat that they really look at the resume for maybe one to three seconds. So they're not really reading everything that you're including on your resume. They're spot checking to make sure that, yeah, this person is at least qualified to get in the door for the interview. So then when you get in the door, you can you can sell your story. So you want to make sure that it's condensed and short and to the point because they're just briefly looking over it to make sure that it has what it needs. And they don't, if it's a long, drawn-out resume, they're not going to read it. Yeah. They're not going to even look at it. Unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> but you have a lot to talk about in the interview, though. That means you have everything mapped out for the interview. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to take just a, a couple of more questions, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to combine, because I, I, we're getting some great questions, and um, these are definitely some young people mm -hmm. that, that um, and, and just great questions. And, and one of them was um, that, number one, if you um, kind of just out of high school or just going to college, do you um, include your high school accomplishments? Um, I don't know if I should, this is kind of a two-part question. And then secondly, if you've taken some college courses but it didn't result in a degree, should you include that on your resume? Um, I've seen it both ways um, as it relates to the, the your later, later part of the question as far as the college courses. So you can put, like, the name of the college and then put, you know, underneath it, bulleted, some courses taken in this particular area, just so that they know that you've gotten the book training mm -hmm. um, in a particular area. And then when you're first starting out in high school, absolutely, you want to put all of your achievements in high school, your extracurricular extra activities on your resume. You want to um, put your GPA. I mean, all of that, again, is going to speak to your character and it's going to speak to your skill set. Employers want to see leadership. They want to see initiative. They want to see, you know, that you're, you're taking your education seriously. So if your GPA compared from a 2.0 to a 3.9, I mean, that's kind of, you know, speaking to how seriously you've taken your studies and how well you'll you'll be focused and, and accomplish goals and things of that nature. So definitely include that on your resume when you're first starting out from high school. Absolutely. Okay, excellent. This is this is one that I know a lot of people sometimes struggle with, is that you have gaps in your employment. What do you do with that and um you know as far as your your resume and I know that there's you know a couple of different types of formats that they could use versus the, the chronological. So uh, how do um, employers react to people when they have gaps in their, their resume? Well, again, if you're, this, this applies, you know, if you're applying online versus applying in, in person. Online, I would suggest that you definitely go through Resonate because Resonate is going to give you the, the wording. It's going to tell you how to format it in a way for the position that, that you're um, applying for. And I know I sound like I'm really trying to sell resonate. But I don't wanna I mean I don't wanna make it light because it's a very invaluable resource. So you're really having software speak to software. It's not a human speaking to software. So it's gonna really know that it's gonna tell you how to do what it is you need to how to format your resume the way this position needs you to format it. Now, when you're in person and there's a lot of gaps, then you can explain why there is such a gap. You know, they're not just looking at it on a piece of paper. But
But if you're online and you're applying for it, you can't explain that gap. So Resonate is going to try to, it's going to help you format it in a way so that it doesn't reflect negatively with that gap there. Um, but when you're in person, I mean, you can definitely arrange your resume as it relates to your skill set and the different areas. I mean, maybe you don't put the date on there, and then that'll be a question, you know, and then you can further that conversation in person. But really rely on what resonates telling you for that specific um, position because one position will say, add the chronological information and it won't matter, or it'll say, no, don't put this on there. You know, just list list your your qualifications. Don't list the, the date. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, because some of the, the position entry level they, they're they're coming from a perspective that they're not expecting a lot of experience, right. or they're looking for other keywords. Exactly. So the chronological will be um, just fine. Uh, you know, there's or not. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it may be uh, to our listener on a case by case basis. So again, resonate can help with it because resonate does a case by case basis. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I know. Excellent. I'm okay. I'll stop saying resonate. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just. I mean, you're just providing. A great resource, yeah, um, absolutely. And um, just, just you know, um, and, and as you guys can tell, Danielle has a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. I think you should just go to the event just to talk to her. <laughs> so I am here, here to help. I'm here to help. The Professional Diversity Network is here <laughs> to help. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so she is a great coach, mentor, role model, and it'd be great just to meet her in person. And I'm going to have her talk about the upcoming events that, that she'll be at, the uh, employers. And, uh, you know, get registered. Get um, Go online, Eventbrite, get registered, They and as well as go to the uh, website, P-R-O-D-I-V-N-E-T dot com, and you can go to its, uh, the event tab, and it'll list the whole calendar so you can find out when it's coming to you so you can uh, do all your homework and preparation and uh, impress us. We we're really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, to meeting you in Atlanta in March. So I'll let Danielle kind of just reiterate the events, and let's, we, we really we haven't had a chance to break down D.C. Not yeah. only do we have the um, NAPW event in conjunction with it that they register for separately, and also you have a special offer to the first 10 people. So I'll let you break it yeah, down for them. so we're really excited. So, And I know you guys have a lot of questions, so if you're in the D.C. area, make sure you come on site and, and register. Once you get there in D.C., um, if you give the keywords, this is the keyword. Now you have to say the keyword in order to get the special. Um, you want to say technology expresso. That's technology expresso. If you come to the registration table and you say technology expresso, and you're one of the first ten to do that, you will be able to have free access to the power networking event we're having with Star Jones that day. The career fair will take place between 11 and 2 p.m. And the, um, the power networking event takes place between 12 and 2 p.m. So you'll be able to go and speak with the um, employers that day and um, find out what positions are available, network with them, um, you know, network, network with other professionals in the area, and then you'll be able to also attend the power networking event with Star Jones, and you'll also be able to take a picture with her. We are offering photos for philanthropy. It is a, um, a foundation fundraiser that we do with the NAPW event, 
But if you are one of the first 10 people to say a technology espresso at the registration table, you'll be able to attend that event for free and take a picture with Star. We'll have free hospitality. Um, we'll have a power of one panel. It's a really great event um, for, for the members of NAPW, but you will be able to attend that for free. So that's, that's Tuesday, February 23rd at the Embassy Suites Crystal City at 11 o'clock for the career fair and 12 o'clock for the power networking event. Okay, and, and just remember, again, if you're planning on being one of the first 10, mention Technology Expresso, and you can uh, attend the NAPW event free. Uh, if you think you're gonna be running a little late, then go ahead and register and uh, pay. And ask for me, I might be able to hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so look for Danielle. Well, it, it's been a great show, and again, want people to to mark their calendars. I hope they're as excited about uh, as the Professional Diversity Network as I am. Join those affinity groups. The Absolutely. affinity groups are out there on Twitter, so um, follow those and connect with those as well. Uh, if you are an organization uh, in one of those areas of the affinity group. We'd like you to get affiliated with us, reach out to the Professional Diversity Network. Uh, you could even get a table possibly Absolutely. at the uh, event. So um, I know BDPA and, and Nesby uh, often have tables at the uh, different events so that you can connect with them there. And then lastly, something we didn't talk about, employers. Employers, yes. this is a great way to get get all of these people from all these different affinity groups, mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. organizations, and talk with all Americans, exactly. all inclusive, but to get a great pool of of, of candidates that are well prepared, thanks to Danielle and her <laughs> advice. So I'll just let you, anything you want to expand upon that. Yeah, so um, employers definitely are, are welcome. We um, we, we like to, our, our, our diversity recruitment specialists always depend on the relationship recruitment because we know that networking is about relationships and we are definitely um, want to create and sustain relationships, not just with employers, but also with the community, which is why we have the strategic alliances with the different organizations locally in the, in the areas that we go in. So employers are definitely welcome to join us, professionals are welcome to join us, and we enjoy and just love being that bridge that connects both of those groups together for employment opportunities and prof professional success. Well, you guys are doing an awesome job. Thank I, you. I think I got an hour and almost 30 minutes out of you. you I better did. Oh, my goodness, Jacqueline. <laughs> I want to be in so much trouble. <laughs> but it was a wealth of information. People need this information. They need organizations uh, and opportunities uh, like the Professional Diversity Network. So continue doing what you're doing. Um, I know our listeners appreciate it. Uh, Technology Express, we're excited about our partnership and relationship, and there's going to be so many more exciting things to come. So with that, I just want to thank our audience. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Javon Grant, for working those questions and getting those over to us. You've been uh, awesome. Just thank you to everyone. I, I will always give a special shout-out to Nisha Mohammed, who also works behind the scenes and helps us with our social media, and also to Don Majors, also known as D-Mage, and she gives us the news and headlines in STEM. So with that, uh, we're about to wrap up the show. Here's just one last reminder uh, regarding Professional Diversity Network 
And until next time, thank you to all of our great listeners. Hello, everyone. It's Jerron Grant from Technology Espresso. And I wanted to stop by and share with you all a great organization that I stumbled upon. The Professional Diversity Network wants better jobs for all Americans. When you join this network, you will increase your chances of getting hired, working the job that you love to do. Find a job that works for you at a company that's recruiting talented, diverse professionals. Visit www.prodivnet.com. The Professional Diversity Network also works with companies and organizations that specifically look to hire women, Hispanics, African Americans, LGBTs, military veterans, Asians, and professionals with disabilities. Create a profile today and start applying for jobs. Find your perfect opportunity and match. Also check out the new tool, Resonate, that will help score your resume. You can also view the professional diversity calendar for events and job career opportunities in your town. To find out more about jobs, careers, and networking events, go to www.prodivnet.com. And also follow the Professional Diversity Network on Facebook and Twitter. The upcoming events include January 18th at the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 9th at the NBC Suites at the Dallas Market Center, and February 23rd at the NBC Suite, Crystal City, Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase, Full Seam Ahead, to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, launch.